Best of Times Radio Hour, live on 1017 FM and 710 Keel, a show dedicated to seniors and boomers in Northwest Louisiana. Here's your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Do thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana and A. Barristan and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsors of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about the amazing life story of a local Shreveport resident who became, among other things, the United States Secretary of Navy. So stay to the show for some very, very interesting information. It is Saturday, December the 16th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the November-December issue, the best of times, are one of our 270 distribution locations. Remember, we are now publishing the best of times bi-monthly. So the November and December issue, which was released on November 1st, there are some is- printed issues still available at our 270 distribution locations. But again, if you're unable to find a printed copy, you can always visit our popular website to view and download it at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to be, of course, current and past issues for the past eight years on our website. In addition, you can listen to previously broadcast shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. In addition, you can view and download the current 2023 uh, Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. Speaking of Silver Pages, we are working on the 22nd edition of our Silver Pages, which will be the 2024 Silver Pages Senior Resource Directory. It is, of course, our most popular publication for the past 22 years, and it's a resource guide for seniors, boomers, and their family members throughout Northwest Louisiana. It contains over 4,000 listing of names, contact numbers, website of businesses, organizations, and agencies who can provide products, services, and, of course, valuable information to seniors and boomers in our area. This resource guide will be released on March the 1st of 2024. Again, you can view the current 2023 edition on our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com. We hope that everyone is enjoying receiving each and every month our Best of Times TBT newsletter. We've been sending this out monthly via an email blast to thousands and thousands of subscribers in the area. Subscription fee, there's no charge. It provides you, of course, the information with links to our current issue as well as our current silver pages, but there's more additional articles, information, discount coupons, uh, as well as lots of information that you won't find in our Best of Times magazine, printed magazine, 
as, as in addition, you won't find on our website. So it's new and important information for you. In addition, we love it. We host a contest. We hope that, that you will continue uh, to, to enter this contest. Very simple. We give a, a simple instructions, and you email us, and we randomly select a uh, prize uh, toward the end of the month. So make sure you view this one. If you, you want to join the many thousands who are receiving this newsletter, it's free of charge. You only have to visit our website. Again, www.thebestoftimesnews.com. You'll see a, an, a, a, an area on this homepage where you can subscribe free of charge just by giving us your email address. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're with my sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and ABES, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and A-Bears Tanning Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Caligas, and I do thank you for taking time to listen to our show today. Joining me very special guest is Mr. John Dalton, who is the former U.S. Secretary of Navy, who has recently written an amazing life story to share with us and people throughout the world. This book is entitled At the Helm, My Journey with Family, Faith, and Friends to Calm the Storms of Life. So thank you, John, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. You bet. Thank you, Gary. Well, why did you write the book, John? Why did you? Well, I never intended to write a book, but I'd be telling some story, and somebody would say, you need to write a book. And I dismissed it for the first few, but uh, more and more people said it. And uh, at my retirement party from the Housing Policy Council, I retired in 2017 from there, and uh, they, I, I said, I'm thinking about writing a book, and uh, they said they got a, a thunderous applause, and people yelled, please do it, yeah, do it, and, and so I d- decided to write at the helm, and the rest is history. Well, I'm I'm glad you took that initiative. You know, it's difficult to write a book about your 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 life. Some people are reluctant. For the past uh, 23 years of my show, I've been promoting people write your stories before it's too late because your family members are going to want to know those those stories of of how you came to America, how you where you got married, what your career paths, all your ups and downs. And and some people have t- heeded my advice, but. There are a lot out there. Those stories are being lost, and there's tremendous amount of them. But I was so thankful, and we're, everybody's thankful, because we learned a little bit more about you. Even though we might, may not be family, we respect and learn about it. I will tell everybody listening to the show today is I read it. I read it twice, and it's remarkable book. The narrative's great. It's an easy read, but it has a lot of things that you will be aware of that in that time of of, the, of history. And then how John Dalton, 
being him being part of the Navy, being part of the Secretary of the Navy, being part of the government, being part of business is involved with. So I commend you for taking that initiative. I know it's tough uh, writing those stories down and, you know, editing it and going back and forth. And I'm sure Margaret was a chief editor, right? Well, she was, and she told me if I decided to write another book, it's going to be with another wife. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't say that. That's sad. That's a sad one. She's just joking. She's just joking. Uh, The the other thing, I I hear that you are giving away the book proceeds. Tell us more about that. Well, I'm giving the proceeds to the Washington National Cathedral, which is where we worship, and the Naval Academy Foundation. I I learned a lot and and really enjoyed being uh, at the Naval Academy and still support their teams and uh, and Community Renewal International, which was started right there in Shreveport. And uh, I I love that organization, and I have Margaret and I have contributed to it for over thirty years. Awesome, yes, Mac and all of his staff there. We're big supporters here at the Best of Times, our magazine as well as our radio show. He's been on my show several times as well. But that is really. Uh, generous of you to help those. I mean, the Washington Cathedral, remarkable cathedral. I've visited many times when I've been in the D.C. area. It's just, just remarkable. And I know that you're you, you're a big supporter of Navy, and I love it in your book that you, you you've gone to probably every Army Navy game for many 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 years, right? I've missed one since I left there and left the Pentagon, and I love it. I really do. And go Navy, beat Army. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great. No, you, some of the stories that you mentioned about that, it was like, you know, really, a lot of, a lot of people don't know the inside story. That, that's one thing I, I that, uh, that I was very impressed. So, again, congratulations on, on helping those organizations via the proceeds of your book and hopefully through this radio show and the many other publicity and uh, that you're getting out there, there are more and more people are reading. Well, Gary Caligas will tell all our listeners out there, I would suggest you pick up a copy. Of course, it's available on Amazon. Uh, you can pick it up local bookstores, et cetera. Uh, it's a remarkable book. And again, I'll mention the title. It's At the Helm. We'll talk about it. At the Helm, My Journey with Family, Faith, and Friends to Calm the Storms of Life. So tell us about the cover. Well, the cover is on the USS Constitution, and she sailed it for the first time in 116 years under her own power, and uh, the entire Massachusetts delegation was there, and Walter Cronkite, who loved to sail, the late Walter Cronkite was there, even the Blue Angels flew <laughs> over to salute us, and it was a great day, and I loved loved the day. And you had your sons with you, if I recall, in the book, right? Uh, John and I signed the uh, Constitution, the whole of the Constitution, but uh, it... it uh, it, 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 he was not there. Oh. Uh, 
neither of our two sons were there. So I, I do remember that you said that y'all initialed it. In. I bet that was an interesting, interesting journey, especially in a hundred years. And and the, the it's you know it's everybody knows it's not a you know metal wooden ship. It's a wood ship, right? Wooden. Yeah. And it is a wood ship. And, and it gives and takes. Uh, yeah. But it it was a great ship, and it's still in commission, headquartered, our home ported in Boston, Massachusetts. Wow. So in, in the beginning of your, your book, you end with a quote uh, that is from Phil Lader, the former American ambassador to the court of St. James uh, about the important things in life. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'm going to read it to you. He, he was giving a speech to a very busy group of people. And he said, quote, everyone in this room is very busy and has a (laughs) lot of balls in the air. (laughs) <laughs> Three of those balls are crystal, and if you break one of those, you have a big problem. Yep. They are your family, your faith, and your friends. Be sure and nourish them. If so, they will be there for you when you need them, end quote. And uh, I have found that true all my life, and... I I really uh, I made it the subtitle of my book, my journey with family, faith, and friends to calm the storms of life, and I I believe that, and you know it's true. Well, and definitely you give examples throughout your two hundred and three hundred page book of many situations where family helped. Your friends helped, and of course, the power of faith, the power of prayer, definitely helped. So, I mean, I see that theme throughout your book and all the various stories that you that you told us. It's just remarkable. So, again, you're very consistent in that in these stories and the true stories throughout this room. So, I was fascinated. I was fascinated. I mean, I, I never served in, in in the armed forces. My father served uh, overseas in in Europe, but in in Romania and Greece, but also the U.S. Army. Sorry about that. He was an Army person. Um, and, you know, I had some stories of him, not as many. But I was fascinated to to read about your, your road to the Naval Academy, which wasn't as easy. It's, everyone, you're going to be fascinated about that. I mean, you didn't plan. Well, you didn't plan. It didn't go as your plan, right? No, no, it didn't. I, I, I heard... Uh, in high school, we had a board member of the uh, school board speak. At, he was a very inspirational speaker, and he said in his speech, I want my son to go to the U.S. Naval Academy because I am convinced that the Naval Academy is the best overall education a young man could get. This was before they admitted women. And uh, and I, I've said 
then that I wanted I wanted to go to the Naval Academy and I went home from work that day and and uh, and told my brother that I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. He wrote our congressman and asked for the application package, and that's the reason I went to the Naval Academy. Unfortunately, I learned late in my senior year I did not get in and was did not have the appointment, so I went to LSU for a year and did well. I was elected uh, president of my pledge class uh, to represent uh, I was elected to represent the freshman class to the uh, Student Government Association, and I even was elected or uh, selected to be uh, the uh, honorary fraternity Phi Eta Sigma, which is a for freshman, and. Wow. Uh, and my next door neighbor knew I wanted to go to the Naval Academy, and she said, "Our Congressman Overton Brooks eats breakfast at 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 the drugstore where she worked every day that the Congress is in recess, and I'll tell you when he's going to be there." And I went up to see him, and I said, "Congressman." You, I applied last year, but I've done well at LSU. And if you will give me your your a principal appointment, you won't regret it. And I did, and he 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 gave me the appointment, and I was off to the Naval Academy. But but mention every to everyone that you you went to Bird, and that's when you Bird High School. And yeah, and, and, and the Glenwood drug is right across the street. Well, a lot of us yeah. know about and uh, world famous uh, uh, drugstore, but also eatery. So, it, yeah, so the small is. world, but it's a small world. Again, this is the network. The other thing I was impressed, you were definitely born to be a leader because throughout throughout your education, I mean, early years, you volunteered and got elected to various appointments, and and I, when I when I read this book, it even starts at a quite young age I mean, that you were well, that you were that you were a leader skills. You volunteered. You might have lost some votes, but you kept persistent of of I want to be I want to be one of the leaders of of the group, the organization, et cetera, which which fascinated me when I and I kept learning and you know it continued throughout your career, and we're going to talk about that. Well, I mean, in a, in, a, in a short while, but no, that's remarkable. You 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 got stuck, but you were persistent in getting that appointment. And some people give up on the first go around. Right? Your advice to everyone out there, you know, be persistent. Keep asking. Uh, you never know that opportunity might right come. Right? Absolutely, that, that's true. We'll hold that thought. We're going to be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who do make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Ebers Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. 
The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Keen. Now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM at 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Ebears Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, is Mr. John Dalton, who is the former United States Secretary of Navy, who has recently written a, an amazing book about his life story. And he's sharing it with us, a little bit of his book today. And we suggest you pick up his book entitled, At the Helm, My Journey with Family, Faith, and Friends to Calm the Storms of Life. So thank you, John, for taking time to join our radio show today. Thank you very much for having me. So uh, one more thing I wanted to mention to everyone. When you read his book, he talks about a lot of, I love the, the terminology, storms of life, right? And, yeah, you know, there, there's there's positive and negative storms of life, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And you used, I, we were talking about the theme. His theme does focus on family, faith, and friends to help calm storms. And you're going to see thousands and thousands of examples of how, uh, on how those three traits uh, helped to calm the the. the his life story, his family, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, I highly recommend it. Very good. So while you were in the United States Navy, wow, you you got a lot of honors. So mention to our our viewers a little bit about that. Well, I was the deputy brigade commander at the Naval Academy, which is the second highest rank in the brigade of midshipmen. And it was a huge honor, and I was also selected to compete for a Rhodes Scholarship. Oh, and yeah. uh, the the aptitude for the service is high on the list of uh, uh, qualifications. And uh, President Kennedy was the first uh, naval officer who was elected and I marched in his inaugural parade and, as you know, uh, had led the honor company in his funeral procession. He bookended my time at the Naval Academy, and he was elected in 1960, my plebe year or freshman year, and was elected, uh, was assassinated in my senior year. In '63, that's right. Yeah. Wow. What what an honor! What an honor! And you also, I I, I was not aware of this. Maybe I've met you before, and probably never asked. Uh, you served on submarines. Wow, that was probably I exciting. I was on the last uh, diesel electric boat the Navy built, the USS Blueback. And then when I didn't get the Rhodes Scholarship, none of the five of us got the Rhodes Scholarship. I applied for the Rickover uh, nuclear power program. And he was a great man, but he lacked personal skills. And uh, he said to me, why are you so late applying to my program? And I said, well, sir, I was 
Admiral I was applying for a Rhodes Scholarship, and he said, why did you do do that? And uh, I said, well, I gave him a responsible answer, and uh, (laughs) he said, have you read my book on education? And I said, no, sir, I haven't. He Uh, said, you read it, get out of here. And I didn't know whether I'd been accepted in the program or not, and I got orders a few weeks later to the USS John C. Callahan. Wow, what a fascinating, I bet, you know, the, you didn't go into great detail about it. I'm sure it's a lot of it's confidential, but uh, about the various uh, maneuvers and, and activities. You were down, you were there doing uh, a little bit right right after the, the Cuban Missile Crisis or during, I can't remember now, my own self. But you were, you were, you were in, in your uh, naval officers were part of that activity, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And it was the Cold War area, which, boy, that was a lot of touch-and-go situations that you but Yeah, and, and some, it was. And submarines were, were in the, you were in the, the midst of a, a tight, a tight situation. I remember I was like, you know, uh, 13 years old, and it was, you know, really, everybody was really precarious, didn't know what's going to happen to the world, especially and uh, being us near in Shreveport, Bossier City area, near Barksdale Air Force Base, the, n- the number 13th uh, target about the Russians and others in the area. So that was sad. Um, well, uh, on the Calhoun, the John C. Calhoun, we were submerged 70 days at, at once. Uh, uh, or we were, our, our deployments were 70 days submerged. And that's a long time to be submerged. Seventy days. Whoa, man! And uh, you know, in the, the life in the submarine. And who else was a submariner? Uh, Jimmy Carter. Is that correct? Well, Jimmy Carter was a submariner, and I actually named a submarine after him when I was secretary. Oh wow! Yes, I read that in the book. That that was really touching. Uh, name. But he was the only other, uh, only other submariner, and I'm Navy, of course, a Navy person as well. Wow! So yeah, the other, the ups and downs. You're going to learn about various things in, in this book. I mean, about his life. It's uh, we can't go on and on, but there's so many, uh, so many situations where, uh, while he was on the Calhoun, you had a family tragedy. Tell us a little bit about that and how how you dealt with that. Well. Uh... When I was on the Calhoun, uh, my sister lost her oldest child at, to uh, while at camp to heart failure, and that was I applied uh, to the commanding officer for emergency leave, and he he said, I, "You can't have it." because we're deployed in four days and I I understood that but uh I really wanted to go home to be with my family and uh you know I decided I thought about that uh a lot during my deployment and I decided to that is not the way I wanted to live my life and I resigned my commission and went into the reserves 
Yes. And he goes on and, and on went, and de- details about it. Go ahead. And went to Wharton. And while I was at Wharton, I met Margaret. Uh, or uh, I had met her in high school, but I, I asked her to marry me, which was the best decision <laughs> I ever made. <laughs> but tell everyone, you, you had known her since you were in high school. That was a few years ago, yeah. right? Quite a few years ago since, since you went to Wharton. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I asked her mother when I had the date with her, what time would you like to have for me to have Margaret home? And she said, oh, about 11. And, and I got her home at 11 o'clock. And I made a friendship with her mother. And she was always asking where, what have you heard from Johnny Dawson? <laughs> and oh. so the smart move I made. Well, it's good to have the relationship with your mother-in-law, right? It was good. Yeah, great, absolutely. Great relationship. But, you know, you were fortunate. You went to Wharton School of Business. That's a, that is a very prestigious business school. And uh, you well, ex- excelled you. there. You I- excelled there. Uh, a lot of people know about it throughout the world. It's world famous. And uh, so, so tell us a little bit about, you know, what happened after that. Many stories between that, but. Well, after I I served in the Carter administration and I was, we were living in Dallas with Goldman Sachs and uh, I was active in the North Texas chapter of the Alumni Association, and uh, and at the Naval Academy, and uh, uh, I, I sat. One of his classmates, I was on the executive committee, and one of his classmates said. Governor Carter is running for president, and I think we should have him to speak at our one of our lunches. And and we we he was going to speak to the AFL CIO convention, and and uh, I sat next to him during lunch, and I said. We were bo- we were both Southerners, both Naval Academy graduates, both submariners, <laughs> and both worked in uh, the Rickover program. And uh, I said there were a lot of Democrats who were who were running for president, and I said. How are you going to break out of the pack? He had less than 1% name identification at the time. And he said, I'm going to win Iowa. And the reason I say with confidence, I'm going to win Iowa because I'm a farmer and the, I'm going to go. All these other guys have candidates have day jobs and I'm going to campaign a hundred percent in Iowa and, and, uh, 
he did well in his remarks and and uh yeah, he I, I was active in his campaign and uh he said when he was elected president he he was i was active in his campaign and i went home from work that day and i said margaret i had lunch today with the next president of the united states and she said well how do you know that and i said trust me he's going to be elected and I was active in his campaign, and uh, and he, when he was elected, he appointed me to be president of the Government National Mortgage Association, wow. and that was the spoiled system at work. I didn't, and all I knew about Jenny May or <laughs> the Government National Mortgage Association was I had a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> well, in in retrospect, you learn quickly. You got that leadership skills. You got that knowledge skills, and I'm sure you grasp the information. I think any position you had, even when you were in high school, uh, I, I noticed that that you you grasp the task. Uh, you might not know all the details initially, but you grasp it and knew enough leadership skills to to take it further and and prime the prime objective, right? And and likewise in that department. I mean, uh, many people take government positions and don't know the, the the details of it, but they will learn it quickly or have good advisors around them, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And just like in the Navy, you're at the helm, and you're at the helm at, of that particular entity that you may be appointed uh, appointed to. And that, and that began many other appointments and board positions, and both in government and private sector as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, well, I went from Jenny uh, May to the national treasurer of the Carter-Mondale Presidential Committee, and, uh, and I had taken one pay cut to go into to, to accept the position of Jenny May and another pay cut to go into the campaign uh, where I was national treasurer and, and, uh, I went to Hamilton Jordan and I said, I've taken, I have two sons to educate and I, I would like to, there's a vacancy at the federal home loan bank board and I would like to have it. And he talked to the president and I, he, I got the appointment, wow. and I was a member of the Federal Home Loan Bank Board, and later as chairman. Well, remarkable. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana and Abearson and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. The Best of Times Radio Hour will be right back on 1017 FM and 710 Key. And now back to the Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. 
Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana at Ebers, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Joining me today as a special guest is Mr. John Dalton, the former United States Secretary of Navy, who has recently written an amazing story to share with us. His book is entitled, At the Helm, My Journey with Family, Faith, and Friends to Calm the Storms of Life. So thank you again, John, for joining us today here on The Best of Times Radio Hour. So, John, you had some interesting happenings when you were in the private sector uh, regarding a savings and loan. Is that correct? Yes. I, I Unfortunately, I was uh, CEO of uh, SNL that failed, and that was a tough time in my life, and I really used the family, faith, and friends during that period of time. You know, that, that was, that's a remarkable, we, we don't have to go into great detail, but it was, uh, when I read that, I said, wow. But the other thing I thought was, let's go into this, we don't have much time left in the show, but what was it like when you first heard that you were nominated by President Bill Clinton to be Secretary of the Navy? Wow, amazing. I had been active in the Democratic Leadership Council, which was the more moderate wing of the Democratic Party. And uh, and Bill Clinton was Governor Bill Clinton was chairman of that organization. And I got to know him well. And uh, Henry Cisneros, who was our mayor about two weeks before the election, he called me and said he'd like to have people that were committed to uh, Bill Clinton and who were qualified to serve in his administration. And uh, he knew I'd been active in the campaign. And uh, he said, I gave him a few names, and and he said, what about you? And I said, Henry, this is not a good time for me, uh, Mr. Mayor. Uh, but he, you know, he said, we've already have a, uh, spoken, uh, the cabinet has spoken for we have a short list of the, of, of, of the cabinet. Is there anything else you would like to be considered for? And I said, there is one job, and it's Secretary of the Navy. And I learned later than that that when I had, had a conversation with pre- the President Clinton, that that was the most desired job. They had more applications wow, yes. for it than any other job. And <laughs> it, it really is the best job in government, I think. I really enjoyed it. So he appointed you, but again, there were others. When you read about it in the book, there were others definitely applying for it. So he'd take a lot of uh, friends and influence and context to, to get, uh, and finally John was appointed and served as the Secretary of Navy under under 
two administrations? I can't remember. Under, definitely not uh, under Clinton. I served for five and a half years, which was uh, the average term is three years. And uh, I, I, I loved the job. I really did. Well, he got everybody in his book. He goes into great detail about all the different happenings and about uh, about the issues that face. I mean, Secretary of Navy had a lot of a lot of situations, and and one of them, the biggest issue was the tell tell everybody about that. I, I remember it. Well, the Taylor Convention, the Taylor Convention had happened in Las and, Vegas, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, in Las Vegas, and. Uh, that was where women were treated shabbily. I mean, they they had gauntlets and groping, and it was really bad. And the tailhook convention had happened, and I had to deal with it. And uh, also the cheating scandal at the Naval Academy had happened, and I had, that was on my desk and gays in the Congress had changed the law with respect to gays in the military and women in combat, which was a real culture shock to the Navy and Marine Corps, the two services I was responsible for. And uh they had uh they the Cold War had ended and and uh we had to right size the military and uh it was it was a problem uh the promotion rates were much lower than normal and we we had a big headline of a couple of weeks after i assumed office that said navy morale at all time low and I, I thought to myself, "Welcome aboard, Secretary Dalton." <laughs> <laughs> but you, but, but you handled it professionally, t- tactfully. I mean, throughout throughout the book, you tell the stories about you know making those important decisions. But you had to, you seek counsel from others. But you had to make you were at the helm. You had to make those ultimate decisions. I mean, some didn't like it, but majority liked it and it moved on and it it progressed our country, but also progressed the Navy. All right. The, the, the morale increased. I mean, I, I could, I, uh, the reflections, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there to say that, but I can, I can glean what you say in the book, how it definitely improved. I mean, some of those decisions you had to make were tough. they, They were indeed. And, uh, I, Stand stand by every decision I made, and uh, uh, there were some good times as well. Our our sons went into the Navy and Marine Corps after they finished college, and uh, I got the National International Security Leadership Award, which is which is no secretary of any service has ever gotten that before. And uh, I was proud of it. Well, that's a distinct honor that, that you was bestowed. And as you said, there aren't too many of in that area that have got it. 
So the other thing, but in, in closing, we only have, we only have a couple minutes here. Is uh, throughout his book, everyone, you'll see later on after he departs from the being a U.S. Secretary of Navy, he still gets involved in various boards and private institutions and private companies. It's amazing. I was amazed how many different boards that you were on and how, that you are not just a, a board member sitting around. You were a contributor, and you, uh, uh, you know, told told those organizations, either nonprofit or profit, uh, what they should do to, to be bigger and better. Well, thank you very much, uh, uh, Gary, and I really appreciate your uh, – the, the one final – thing I'd like to add is there has been a submarine named after me, the USS John H. Dalton, which is SSN 808. And some people call me 808. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That is cool. Well, again, congratulations on this book, and I'm so thankful, and I know many of your family members as well as your friends throughout the world are thankful that you wrote this book. And, and again, it's a, it's a very interesting book. You're going to see where, where John has met millions and millions of people, and not just meeting them one time. He knows them personally, and they know him personally about his trials and tribulations and traits, et cetera. I was just amazed how many people you network with. Yeah, if you make a list of them, it's got to be over a million, uh, at least, at least. Well, again, thank you uh, for taking time to be part of our show. Uh, best wishes to you and your your lovely wife for continued good health and success. And I tell all our ministers, pick up a copy at, at Amazon or visit various local bookstores. Again, best wishes to you and happy holidays. Thank you very much, Gary. I really appreciate it. And, and, uh, I've really enjoyed being on your program, and thank you for having me. No, thank you, sir. Have a great one. You bet. Thank you, sir. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. Hope you join us next week for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. 